You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichard, and guest speaker Zoe from the Jesuit Refugee Service on the second Sunday of Easter. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Thomas, called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. When the disciples said, We have seen the Lord, he answered, Unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands and can put my finger into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas. Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Doubt no longer, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you can see me. Happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. There were many other signs that Jesus worked and the disciples saw, but that they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this you may have life through his name. The Gospel of the Lord. I figured that you'd actually heard enough from me over the the Easter Triduum, so the Social Justice Committee decided tonight to invite along the wonderful Zoe from Jesuit Refugee Services to speak to us. Thanks, Zoe. Great to have you here. Hi everyone, lovely to meet you in person after working with this church for so long online. As mentioned, so I'm from JRS and we serve, advocate and um, accompany refugees and people seeking asylum as well as migrants in vulnerable situations. So we run a number of programs to do this, including our food bank service, casework team, employment support program, a women's only space for women experiencing and at risk of domestic violence, emergency relief for rent, medication, and bills. We also run community events, a leadership program, and do a lot of political advocacy, especially with this parish, um, which has been such an honor to do. So what has this week actually looked like at JRS? I spoke with Michael, our food bank team, from our food bank team yesterday, to say, what is happening? I'm going to a great parish. There's been such a huge support. What's happening this week? He shared the story of a family that's been needing emergency relief payments, rent support, and food bank. 
They are a Tamil couple who fled the Sri Lankan Civil War and who now have two children here in Sydney. They live in a two-bedroom apartment with another Tamil family, so two families in a two-bedroom apartment. Even with splitting the bills, it has been really hard for them to make it through. Their son also has a medical condition, which has meant the mother is unable to work as she is a full-time carer for him. They are part of our food bank program, and they are struggling to get by every week. Even this, through the stress of their visa situation, medical conditions, very, very cramped housing, and the cost of living rising every week, they send the kindest messages to our team, full of gratitude when they get their food delivered. And the only reason we've been able to help this family this week and the last few weeks and other families in their situation is because we get so much support from the community. And this community has been a huge source of that support, as well as so much encouragement and kindness over the last few years. So as I mentioned, I've worked with this parish in a number of ways. We've had meetings in the different buildings here. Um, and this is since I've been part of JRS in 2020. And I started working two weeks before the pandemic started and before lockdown started. So my role was to work with parishes and suddenly everything shut down. And I got to meet with Faye and David Hare um, just before all this happened and was excited to catch up with them again soon. And a day before our coffee date in the city, Faye wrote saying, hmm, this COVID thing isn't looking too good. Maybe we should meet up somewhere closer to home. So little do we all know what was coming then and what that really, really, truly meant and that we wouldn't be seeing each other in person for a long time. And little do we know what that would really mean for our clients that we serve as well. The lockdown meant the need at JRS grew instantly overnight. We were then, before COVID lockdown, we were feeding 100 people a week, and it went up to 900 people within a few weeks. And this is because um, our clients didn't get job seeker or job keeper and were completely left out of federal support. And we only got through this intense season because of parishes like yours, and I truly, really, really mean that. Um, you guys stepped up even when you weren't able to leave the house. You really walked alongside people seeking asylum by donating essential items to food bank, having this be a parish collection point for people in the local area, working with our casework team where they've you know, said if they need a pram or they've sent lists from our families. I've heard that the parish community has been incredible in getting on top of that and through the advocacy work you do as well. We are so grateful for your steadfast and constant support and really showing up to make sure that those in our community feel welcomed and included. So what's happening now? The impacts of COVID are still there. Many have lost their jobs and can't get a new one. The cost of living is rising as we all very much know. And our clients are having to make the choice between rent, food and medication. And they have no financial safety net. You may have heard the recent news that Labor announced that 19,000 people on temporary protection visas will now be moved on to permanent visas. This was a huge moment of celebration, especially after the last decade. However, there's still a lot of sorrow because 12,000 people missed out on this and were left out. And they're still stuck in limbo. And when I talked to our casework team, I said, you know, has, and people have been asking, has it changed now that this announcement has come in with our clients and the need? but most of our clients were within that 12,000. 
um, people who missed out. So, yeah, it's just been incredibly hard and not even just, you know, knowing that you miss out, but just the burden of still living in limbo. They don't have access to Centrelink or even Medicare. So as you can imagine, the food that they get every week actually makes a really huge difference. We're currently supporting 3,000 people a year and 140 households every week with Food Bank. So thank you so much for your ongoing support and generosity. We really, truly couldn't do this work without this parish. It has been just incredible at really, really being there. Um, and as a team, we often speak about how supportive this parish has been. Everyone was very excited that I was coming here to speak this weekend. So thank you so much, and thanks for having me today.